0: Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This study this morning is called the single most important prophetic passage. Matthew 24 and 25 is commonly called the Olivet Discourse. It is the key passage on prophecy that Christ gave us at the end of his ministry. Want to know what is coming? Study Matthew 24 and 25. After a long drawn out presentation of Christ to the nation of Israel with all manner of messianic credentials on display and with the climactic formal presentation of him as her king in the what is called the triumphal entry, in light of all that, the nation of Israel, led by her religious leaders, rejected Jesus as her messiah king. And where did that leave them? Well, Jesus said in Matthew 23:38, it left them desolate, meaning spiritually abandoned, left alone, and forlorn. And Jesus said they would remain in that condition until they come to say to him, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Matthew 23, 39. And that segues in the Matthew 24 and 25, which is called the Olivet Discourse. It is called this because it was delivered on the Mount of Olives. Compare Mark 13, 3. Matthew 24 and 25 is the most extensive treatment of this discourse, but there are parallel passages in Mark 13, Luke 17, and Luke 21. The Olivet Discourse is the fifth of five discourses given in the book of Matthew. The five discourses in Matthew are the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5-7, through Commissioning of the Twelve, Matthew 10, Parables of the Kingdom, Matthew 13, Community Instructions, Matthew 18, and then, fifth, the Olivet Discourse, related to end times, Matthew 24 and 25. Matthew 24 and 25 is the second longest recorded discourse given by Jesus in the Gospels, second only to the Sermon on the Mount. Also, it is the second longest prophetic passage in the New Testament, with only the Book of Revelation exceeding it. The Olivet Discourse, delivered shortly before Jesus' crucifixion, is the most important single passage of prophecy in the Bible. So said Tim LaHaye and Thomas Ice in their book, Charting the End Times. Although it is prominent in terms of eschatology, meaning last things, the particulars of it are among the most debated in terms of understanding exactly what is being said. Stanley Toussaint says, quote, the difficulty of this portion of God's word is well known. Widely divergent interpretations and approaches have been set forth in an attempt to interpret the Olivet discourse End of quote. That is one thing everyone can essentially agree on. To try and give you a survey of all the various views on all the various points would not be helpful, but only cause confusion. So in the days ahead, I am going to present to you my studied view, hopefully with an air of humility, but at the same time was studied conviction. I call Matthew 24 and 25 the prophetic seed plot of the New Testament because Jesus here introduces new seeds of end times information that the rest of the New Testament then builds on. It is here that Jesus introduces us to the fact that his second coming actually has two distinct aspects with one aspect involving no signs and Him coming as a thief in the night, and the other aspect involving all kinds of obvious signs that will culminate in Him coming to the earth in great power and glory. The Jews often saw two Messiahs, one suffering and one reigning, but they did not conceive of one Messiah with two comings the first coming to suffer, the second coming to reign. Jesus' ministry not only presents the clear truth of two separate comings, but also of two distinct aspects related to his second coming. So we have one Messiah, two comings. First coming, he came to suffer. The second coming, he's coming to reign. But we need to note the second coming has two aspects. The first aspect is coming as a thief in the night with no signs. The second aspect is preceded with many signs. This reality of two aspects to the second coming is first developed by Jesus, here in Matthew 24, but is then built on in the rest of the New Testament. So the idea of the Messiah coming to earth in the context of great upheaval was well known from Old Testament passages such as Zechariah 14. But the idea of Christ coming as a thief in the night was brand new revelation. No Old Testament prophet dealt with this reality. This is key. The Olivet Discourse deals with both aspects of Christ's second coming, both the signless aspect and the aspect with preceding signs. Thus it deals with the fact that the timing cannot be known concerning the first aspect, but it also deals with the fact that it can essentially be known in relation to the second aspect. Both aspects are developed in this discourse. Now unless one understands that there are two aspects to Christ's second coming that are being developed in Matthew 24 and 25, one will not make proper sense of the passage. In the days of Christ's first coming, there was a lot of messianic anticipation. In the land of Israel, and yet amazingly, when he actually showed up, they largely missed him. Now we live in the last days, just prior to his second coming. And yet in spite of all the prophetic clarity we have in the Bible, most people are oblivious to what is going on in the world and where it is all headed. But Jesus told us that when the apostles, but Jesus told us, and when the apostles and prophets then gave us the New Testament, they built on what he said here in Matthew 24 and 25. Jesus is coming back. Live ready. John 1, 11 through 13, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald earnestly contending for the faith.